it happened again. You're walking out of a meeting, feeling like you've been run over by a truck. Comments were made, and by you, they seem just to come out of left field. Why was that said? And your stomach is in a knot. Why is it like that? In the dynamic landscape of the modern world, where intellectual prowess and technical skills have long been the benchmarks of success, the concept of emotional intelligence emerges as a crucial yet often underappreciated component of personal and professional development. Emotional intelligence, a term first popularized by Daniel Goleman in the mid-90s, it encapsulates the ability to recognize, understand, manage, and harness one's own emotions, as well as to empathize and interact effectively with others. Peter Scazzario, in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, points out that emotional health and spiritual maturity are inseparable. If that's the case, we need to not ignore emotional intelligence. And that is what we are going to talk about today on Growing Together. Hello, and welcome to Growing Together, a podcast where we discuss all things related to church planting and vitality in the Presbyterian Church in America. I'm Chris Vogel, the Church Planting and Vitality Coordinator for Mission to North America. This podcast exists to cultivate kingdom advancement in the PCA by connecting leaders, increasing awareness of the work being done, and promoting growth through discussions on church planting and vitality. Join us today as we grow together. With us again today on Growing Together is Vincent Toriello, M&A's Coaching Director. Vincent has served in a variety of roles since the early 90s. Now, Vincent, you are a professionally certified coach, and much of what you bring to the table benefits church vitality. Good coaching helps pastors and other leaders to flourish, and emotional intelligence is an important component of that to consider. So, Vincent, let's let's define what uh, emotional intelligence is. Some call it EQ or, or EI. Let's talk about that a bit further. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me today and for featuring the subject of emotional intelligence on your podcast. My desire is that leaders in the ministry would better understand the importance of EI for their own growth and development and for a greater effectiveness in their lives and in Christian ministry. And so let me, yeah, let me answer your question and define this. Mm -hmm. uh, EI or emotional intelligence is a set of emotional and social skills that collectively establish how well we, first of all, perceive and express ourselves. Secondly, develop and maintain social relationships. Third, cope with challenges. And fourth, use emotional information in an effective and meaningful way in our lives. Good. So that's a a good definition of those components of how we see ourselves, how we engage in relationships, how we deal with when there is is a challenge before us internally or or in a, a group setting, and then using that information to to propel us forward. Uh, I think for a lot of us, uh, when we hear emotional intelligence or maybe even just the word emotion, uh, especially I think to to make a broad generalization for for the uh, a certain segment of the population, uh, namely a lot of guys, um, it, it's it's kind of like a 
an idea we will we'll run away from. So you define what it is. To, what what is uh, emotional intelligence not? Kind of defined yeah. by the negative. Yeah, that's helpful. Uh, and you're right. I think that's right on. Um, <clears throat> you know, EI or some refer to it, EQ is not IQ. You made reference to that earlier. IQ measures a person's intelligence. It peaks at age 17 and is fixed. It cannot mm. go up. It can go down with a with a disastrous uh, accident or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But EQ is not fixed. It can grow, and and you it you it grows by you learning about it, um, you applying what you're learning to uh, your life, to in in this case into your ministry. But EQ is not about being emotional mm. versus being reserved. Okay, you know it's it's not about being weak. Mm-hmm. And crying all the time, or something like yeah. that. It, it's not. It, it's really not even contrary to reason or truth. Mm-hmm. It's very much a part and parcel of that. Uh, it's about knowing and expressing yourself better, and it's about managing yourself and your relationships better, and it's about reading others better and understanding what's going on for them and with them. Yeah, it's you know we we, we live in a world in which we are easily captured by concepts, by ideas, and especially for you and I, we're part of a, of a tradition that rightfully prizes truth claims. So like you said, it's not like setting aside reason um, in order to get in touch with something else, some inner aspect. Uh, we're not talking about losing that, obviously. However, we, we do too easily ignore how we handle decision-making. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are old, old, now I'm stretching back, I'm thinking of uh, Dragnet, uh, old TV cop show in the 60s, uh, where, where Jack Webb said, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. Uh, <laughs> and we know there are no pure facts when it comes to how we process information and that interpersonal rela- relation, how we manage stress, all of that. You know, it, 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 you know, you and I have known that, that person who's that top student, the scholar, um, and it could be, you know, a, a friend. It may well have been us that, you know, we got through our ordination trials. Great. We can answer all the questions. And we realize there's a so, certain social ineptness that takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, or worse, we just improperly are improperly responsive to what's going on in our own, mm-hmm. own environment. So with, with, with EI, when, when it comes to your role as in coaching, how, how does that play into what, what a coaching relationship might look like. Yeah. So I can talk about it on both sides. I can talk about mm. it as a coach, you know, yeah. so as a coach, uh, my own emotional intelligence is critical for being a good coach, mm. for being effective. Yeah, why, 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 to, why is that? So I need to be clear about what's really mine, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on in me and with me uh, in the relationship and what's really that other person's and what's mm. going on for them. And I need to be able to be clear about that otherwise what ends up what could end up happening is you end up coaching yourself (laughs) instead of the person in front of you yeah yeah right so you really have to understand that differentiation but in terms of coaching itself there's really two big ways that that um, emotional intelligence can be coached and it can be coached because it's not fixed right Mm. it's something that can be developed which means it can further your development it can further your growth. It can further your effectiveness. And so coaching that, clients are surprised how mm-hmm. well they're doing, you know, because they're applying some of these things. Yeah. The other aspect I think that's helpful in coaching with emotional intelligence is just the whole idea of predicting performance. 
So if you're trying to hire your next pastor or, you know, we've talked about, you know, an assessment um, for yeah. church planting, this can be helpful to understand what might either be a red flag or mm -hmm. where are the areas that would really help you to be more effective as a pastor, as a church planter in the role yeah. that you want to, you know, enter into? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Now, you've, you've been recently certified in a, a new tool with regard to EI. So tell us about that. What does that look like? Yeah. So the tool is called EQI 2.0. Mm -hmm. um, it dates back to the 1980s when the American-born Israeli psychologist uh, Dr. Rivon Baran uh, began his work in this field, right? He, he wondered why uh, some people possess greater emotional well-being than others. Why are some better able to achieve success in life than others? And why some with superior intellectual abilities seem to fail at life, while mm -hmm. others with more modest gifts seem to thrive? And as he was asking those questions and doing his research, he came up with his answer, emotional yeah. intelligence. Mm -hmm. And so he created the first tool known as the EQI, uh, which measured five general areas um, and realms, uh, then five, 15 uh, co components underneath those. Mm. And, and then that was improved upon through research and practice and trials. Um, and now it has morphed into what we know today is EQI 2.0. Okay. So this, this tool, what, what is it, uh, what does the process look like? Uh, how, how does it work? If, if someone was, was interested in something like this, what, what would they do? Yeah. So it's an assessment. Um, mm -hmm. It's not a test and it, it assesses five basic areas, um, five scales, they call them. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you would take that assessment and it would, um, then have a readout which explains basically where you are within the past six to eight weeks. So okay. it's a snapshot yeah, of your yeah. present state because it because uh, it's not fixed. Correct. And and I guess if so, if you're going through some some no, it could be trauma, but but not even has to be trauma, but just some tension, life change, difficulty. It's gonna so you could take it at different points and come up with, with a, a range of, of differences, I would assume. Exactly. Okay. And, and the benefit of that is that it gives you a window into where you are now mm -hmm. and what might help you, ways in which you could benefit to address. Yeah. So in those five scales that it measures, it measures one's self-perception. Okay. You know, how you think of yourself, how you regard yourself, how you present yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, it measures self-expression. Okay. You know, how you express yourself, mm -hmm. the the extent to which you're willing to express yeah. yourself, things like that. Uh, it uh, um, it measures interpersonal, right? So how you develop and take care of your relationships and manage them and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it measures uh, decision making, how you're making decisions, how you solve problems, oh, okay. how you check in uh, to, 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 to make those decisions with others. And then we talked about this earlier. It measures stress management. You know how how flexible, how tolerant, how optimistic in light of the stress which you're uh, facing, and how you manage that. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm hearing then is emotional intelligence is not a, a monolithic structure. So it has these. You know, it's not like uh, yes or no. <laughs> you're, you're you are or you're not. 
Right. Um, that's right. So it has these these five components. You mentioned then they're f like each of those components has what like three subcomponents. So it that's correct. It, it can get pretty granular, and we're obviously not going to be able to walk through each of those. That would be a little over right, overwhelming. Right. But what, then I guess the question is who who would who might use this? Who who would benefit from it? Yeah, I think you know the general population, of course. I think mm -hmm. leaders in particular okay. um, would greatly benefit. For example, so take um take self perception. Mm -hmm. So if a person has healthy self-perception, what they find is that this person then has a good balance of humility and mm -hmm. confidence, right? Yeah. And you think about our Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And you think about what we ascribe to as leaders. What, mm. what do we all want? We want to be able to be bold and confident, but we also want to be humble, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And, and it, that's not an easy balance to strike. Yeah, no, exactly. Again, especially in in the context where there's there's tension, it is always interesting how things come out. In a could be a, a session meeting, a committee meeting, could be you know uh, you know the last couple of weeks sitting around the family uh, uh, holiday table, and uh, <laughs> Uncle Fred makes certain comments that sets everything off, mm -hmm. and and there it goes, and all of a sudden you, you start feeling feelings, and you stop exactly. thinking. You know, it's that what sometimes what we call the amygdala hijack, the emotional hijack takes place where where the prefrontal cortex doesn't have enough blood and you're not rational. But boy, you can lay loose and you go, why yeah. did that 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 happen? Now, those are the extremes, but still important. Yeah. So, okay. so to describe the process a little bit. So, yeah. you know, a person would take that assessment, right? It's an and... on online <laughs> assessment, right? Correct. But it, what, it what, takes a... now, what, what, one second, though. You said something earlier that caught my attention. You said this is not a test, but an assessment. What, what, what What's the difference? Right. So a test would measure, like, are you emotionally intelligent or not? Okay. okay. You know, and to what degree. Okay. An assessment is saying, this is where you are. You right. know, here's the things that make for healthy uh, emotional well-being, right? Right. And okay. and this is where you are in in these in these components. Okay. And here's where you can you can improve. Okay. And here's some ways that you could improve. So so a test, and again, I'm just fascinated. You were describing that, and it makes sense. So a test is a more binary. It's yes or no, on or off. That's An right. Assessment is pass, here's fail. the range. <laughs> yeah, pass fail. Which yeah. um, I'm I'm feeling emotional when I hear the word failure, but that's a whole other <laughs> issue. Um, no, the, the, the assessment is showing the range where you fit in that spectrum. And again, right. as you said, That's right. it's, it's not fixed. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when the readout, so there's a report that is generated after mm -hmm. you take the mm -hmm. assessment and I'm trained to read that. Um, okay. I mean, you, uh, you know, the person who takes it, it's their possession. They mm -hmm. can read it. Yeah. Understand it. May, maybe not. Right. right so right. the process is you, you take the assessment, a report is generated, and then myself and that person or someone trained like me mm -hmm. would have a debrief with them. So talk through, okay. you know, what, what is this saying? Yeah. What do you understand this to be saying? What right. questions do you have? And so on. Yeah. Um, and, and then you, you would talk about what would be an area that you'd like to work on and mm -hmm. give some, some, uh, you know, process for that. And then you, you meet again, you know, down the road, couple of weeks, how's it going? Mm -hmm. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, you know, and and that, that's usually the the one off, right? Right. So you, right. The test is taken. You have a debrief, and then a follow up. Mm -hmm. It can be enfolded into a coaching series. 
yeah. if someone wants to work more specifically on a couple of areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, uh, well, as we're talking about the test, uh, if you're trained in it, coaching in it, uh, I would assume you've taken the test. What, 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 yes. what are some of the things you've learned and you've seen that it kind of, uh, helped you understand yourself better? Yeah, thanks. I, I agree. It it's kind of funny when you giving someone else something you have never done yeah. yourself. Like <laughs> you should read this book, but I've never read yeah. it. You know. <laughs> but yeah, part of the certification process is you're to take it and get a debrief with with a professional and so on. And I really looked at it as yeah, I mean it's part of the certification, but I really wanted to benefit myself, and I really was surprised at at mm. how well it dis it it mirrored what I was going through. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I scored very high uh, or, or low, I should say <laughs> on stress tolerance. <clears throat> and as I looked at that and, and she was asking me questions, so what's going on in your life? And I began to talk about it. I realized this is why I'm stressed, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And um, so it was just, it was for one, it it normalized my experience. And then for two, she was able to give me a couple of exercises to work mm. on, which I was surprised. I mean, I did them right away mm -hmm. and I was surprised at how they, they assisted me mm -hmm. to, to work through that stress yeah. and not just sort of emote it or leak it. Mm -hmm. You know, as you and I were talking about this tool and, and thought, Hey, this would be a good one for, for M and A to, to help out. And with, with you as the coaching director to get trained in and such, Part of my reasons, I would really love to see how we could use this for church planters, for pastors, other leaders in in the church, and so yeah, uh, I took the took it as well. You uh, you walked me through the diagnostic, and I I was really pleased with the breadth and depth depth of the report. Um, mm -hmm. It's it it really is is helpful. Now I would say for me, the results were confirming. And I know, again, part of it is age and. and and just kind of the way I made, I'm fairly self-reflective, especially at this point in life. So there weren't any like huge surprises uh, about it, but what it did provide for me was that these more specific areas that if I'm going to continue to develop as a leader, um, I need to pay attention to them. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it showed me kind of three highs and lows. And I think with like a lot of us, you know, I went you know, and I think it'd be great. We could talk about my three highs for the next hour and a half. And then maybe if we have time, we'll talk about the lows. But that obviously is not going to be the best thing. Well, what stood out for me was that, you know, you talk about those five components and three subcategories. In a couple places, my, it, my a low was marked by also two of the highs. Hmm. I mean, for example, decision-making is comprised of, of problem-solving, reality testing, impulse control. And for me, problem solving and impulse control were, were quite high. Reality testing, not so much. It was, mm -hmm. it was definitely much more, more mid-range. So, you know, problem solving, especially when emotions are at play, my impulse, it, it, it kicks in. So people may not know what's going on. Same thing with, with stress tolerance. I, I was low on, on that. Um, or it was one of my, my lower ones. And that, all that means I can easily miss or be blinded into a decision uh, by not properly seeing the situation clearly. I, yeah. You know, and, and for me, it was interesting. I, my optimism was very high. Um, and impulse control was high, stress tolerance low. Mm -hmm. So that means the only person that sees my stress is my wife. Uh, mm -hmm. other, otherwise, mm -hmm. 
it, it all appearances looks good, but yeah. the reality is I'm I'm not always managing it. Um, so yeah, it, it, what's really helpful there is someone like me. You could fall off either end of the cliff. I could sugarcoat uh, the situation, ignore it, or I could go into anxiety mode and fear the worst. Stress yeah. for me can can produce either either yeah. extreme at certain points. Well, what sounds are some like of the, it really yeah. gave you a good window into into where you are, and yeah, and it's true what you said. <clears throat> you know they've noticed that one's emotional intelligence does improve in through age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what you were saying about, you know, now that you're older, you're more, you know, <laughs> yeah. self-reflective, you're more in touch mm -hmm. with what's going on, but this just enhanced that and helped you to see, Hey, here's some areas that would make my leadership even more effective. Right. Than it right. Currently is. Yeah. No. And that, that is, and it really is, is so important uh, for us to, to be aware of those things, uh, you know, so often we see and when we hear about friends or colleagues and there are, you know, there's a, a downfall of one sort or another, mm -hmm. um, even if it is uh, a, a moral infidelity, you know, still have to ask the question. That was not just a fact decision. Mm -hmm. There was some poor things leading up to it or in other cases where it's a leadership failure. Um, as a pastor. And we have to admit, the longer any of us are in ministry, the more failures we're going to have. We're not going to do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. But if we're not uh, aware of what's what's feeding that, um, mm -hmm. we're really going to be in, in trouble. Well, yeah. what, what are some of the strategies, the practices that in general, you would say that can enhance some, our emotional skills? How can they be implemented in, in our life? Yeah, I think there's quite a few. Uh, <clears throat> I think one which can seem kind of um, obvious. Mm -hmm. I remember a long time ago, um, I was encouraged to do a Psalms journal, mm. just read through the Psalms, and and but it was pointed. It's you know, as you read the Psalms, note what is the emotion that the psalmist is feeling. Yeah, what are you feeling, and then talk to God about that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that sounds easy, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> But honestly, I mean, I'm here, I'm talking about it almost 40 years later. It was so earth-shatteringly, you know, uh, helpful because I was like, oh, one, I learned emotions are part of us yeah. in a way that I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. Two, I, I have a lot of feelings about a lot of stuff that I didn't know about, you know. Yeah. And But then third, you know, this is this is a place to process them in prayer. Yeah. Right. So that awareness was huge. Just mm -hmm. just knowing that part is yeah. important, mm -hmm. both to to me to know, but also right. to the Lord. Yeah. I think some other strategies, you know, there's things like <clears throat> unhooking from emotions. Mm. Right. What, so what, rather what than saying Yeah. So rather than saying, you know, I'm stressed or I'm angry or I'm mm. whatever, fill in the blank, I'm I'm feeling this way. Yeah. It's not who I am. It's oh, not the okay. sum total, yeah. But I, I do have this feeling. I wonder what that's about. I wonder where this might be coming from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To unhook from it as a thing, like a final uh, conclusion about you, okay. versus well, here's something I should probably figure out, mm -hmm. and maybe mm -hmm. do may maybe or maybe not do something about. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, th those are really kind of simple ones. Yeah, I would, they, I would, would if one kind of a, a thing after going going through through this and again there were concepts and ideas that i've been aware of but it just brought to the forefront more uh at a point 
right now making a lot of decisions, juggling a lot of balls in my life. And uh, my wife, when I went out the grocery store, deciding about what to you know get for dinner and and for the next couple of days. And and my wife is is a person of options. She loves options. Hmm. I hate options. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I want get it done. And so we're going through the stores. Well, there's this, and what about that? Fine questions. And I I snapped at her mm. a bit. You know, and I, and I just, we, I just stopped. I looked at her and I just was able to say, my mind is full of so many choices and decisions. I, you know, I apologize. That was not the way I should respond. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. And she knew and it was, it, but it really helped in that context. Otherwise it could be in some ways a lot like a, a another couple friend of ours, uh, the husband would say, and the, both of us would kind of say, well, if I wanted to know what I was feeling, I'd ask my wife as those, you know, mm -hmm. a, a bit of a joke, um, mm -hmm. but a bit of a joke at times because they can see kind of what's going on a, a little bit more at times. And this, this helps it in a, I think a much better place, uh, kind of a, with a, a more neutral kind of party walk, walking you through it. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I, li I like that example that you gave because it, it helped you to be aware and then just bring that out Yeah, and say, you know what? It's not you. Right. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. Yeah. Um, or I don't want to not be with you right now. It's yeah. just there's some other stuff. Going and it's, on. and it, and it's, I like what you said, it's not who I am. It's what's going on right now. It's not right. a fix. I don't have to stay here. I can, I can express this as a context and, yeah. and then, Hey, figure out how, yep. how can I reduce reduce stress how can i but we can never get rid of stress um so how can i learn to tolerate it and process it uh in, in a more healthy healthy fashion that's right yeah that's good yeah and anything anything else with that i kind of jumped in there but other no it's fine I, you know one one strategy i used just this i think it was this past weekend or two weekends ago um i was i was kind of jumbled up i was frustrated and i didn't know why mm-hmm and I, I remember um, one one way to do, you know, being a reformed uh, perfectionist this past weekend, you know, I was frustrated and I was kind of stuck inside myself and I didn't know why. So I remembered one of the things that you can do is just it's called a vent. You know, you just mm. just write for 15 minutes. Just let yeah. don't don't try to edit it mm. or judge it. Just let it come out. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, it was so helpful because I, I did it and I looked at it and I thought, well, some of this is true. Some of this is just me venting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of, some of this I need to do something about. Mm -hmm. Some of this I just, it was good to just get it out there, right? Yeah. But it, as opposed to just feeling frustrated and then, you know, going downstairs to the family and giving them my frustration <laughs> in, yeah. in, in, you know, subtle ways or not so subtle ways. So it was it was very helpful just to mm -hmm. take responsibility for that in that simple uh, uh, practice. What you're describing, you mentioned earlier, going through the Psalms and and recording the emotions that that are there. Uh, so the Psalms are full of emotions. That's right, uh, and and wonderful truths. And as you're describing that, it, it took me to that one Psalm that that's been so helpful for me, Psalm 73. You know, why do the wicked prosper, and and how how. Um, the Asaph says in there, you know, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my my steps had slipped. And why do the wicked prosper? And he is just venting. Mm. But then he comes and 
and describes how when he entered, uh, I, until I went into the sanctuary of God, and then I discerned their end. Mm-hmm. And he got a different perspective. That did, doesn't mean those emotions just dissipated. You're still struggling with them, but you get a, a different perspective. And so that's part of that emotional intelligence, I think, there in the Psalms is going, no, you've got to be able to help identify and see what it is. Uh, you know, I've talked to some guys and, and and even some pastors who just say, well, yeah, if I'm feeling something, I, I can control everything I'm feeling. I'll just, I'll shut it off. And I thinking, okay, I think it's called stuffing. You're not acknowledging <laughs> it's really there and yeah. it's going to come out in, in another way. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that, that beauty of the Psalms is, is wonderful in that, in that sense. It helps Indeed. us understand that. Yeah. That's a great example. Psalm yeah. 73. Well, any, anything else that, that jumps out that would help people if, if they're thinking about this? I, I think, you know, kind of what I said at the yeah. outset, just the idea that, you know, this this is a way to grow and develop, right? Yeah. And I know in our tradition, we have a very high bar to get in, mm-hmm. um, and, and rightly so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the bar to stay in mm. is super low. <laughs> no, that sense of maintenance is not there. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, but I mean, you referred to uh, Peter Scazzaro, and he has that famous line, you know, as go the leaders, so goes the church. Mm, yeah. And so if I'm not growing, right? if I'm not really growing, you know, mm-hmm. not just in knowledge, but in character, right? In, in, in my ability to know myself and to be able to best serve others. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what, what really measures that? What helps right. us to grow in that and assist us in that? And I, I think, you know, coaching, emotional intelligence work, those are two things that can really assist and encourage. All right. All right. Yeah, that's good. And so this is a test that is available if somebody wants to uh, to uh, take a look at it first. The yeah, it's created by, it. It, yep, it's created by multi-health systems. Mm-hmm. And so anyone can go on there, multi-health systems, and look up their emotional intelligence. They do a lot of stuff, but they do emotional intelligence as well. Yeah. And you can find, you know, what they do and, and how that works. Or you can reach out to me, and I can, I can explain what that is if you have questions. Yeah, or- yeah. no, I, I'd encourage people to, to reach out to you. You can go to the, the MNA, uh, PCAMNA.org site, look up uh, Vincent Toriello, the uh, coaching director, search for coaching contact you're able to administer the test and 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 walk through it um there there is a cost to it uh because of you know the nature of these things doesn't doesn't come free but boy it certainly can help anyone uh and would encourage our listeners to to take a look at that you know really this this idea of emotional intelligence it's really a an intriguing topic for some uh it's intriguing for others it's just downright uncomfortable Mm-hmm. But either way, if we are going to all work together to see the kingdom advance, it does not benefit any of us to ignore either the objective facts of a situation or the subjective responses. We all have them. It's, it's all out there. So growing together means we we need one another, and, and we need the space to reflect and talk more about it. And that is what we do here in this podcast. Well, thank you, Vincent, for your time and for all of you joining us on this episode of Growing Together. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Growing Together. We hope you found the discussion informative and engaging. If you want to stay up to date on all things related to church planting and vitality in the PCA, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd also love to hear your thoughts, so please leave us a rating and review. 
Help us spread the word by recommending the podcast to other brothers and sisters in the PCA. To stay in the loop and receive updates, visit PCAMNA.org slash growing dash together and join our email list. And don't forget to follow us at Mission to North America on Facebook, at PCAMNA on Twitter, and at MNA PCA on Instagram for even more content. Thanks for being a part of the Growing Together community. We'll see you in the next episode.